What are the secrets of creation hidden in the book of Enoch? We're going to be finishing up a chapter here in the book of Enoch today as we continue our Keys of Enoch series. Um, we did a series on Enoch before, and I went all the way through the middle of book two in that series. And now we're kind of restarting a series. It's still the Enoch series, but it's really with a different focus. More of trying to figure out what are the keys, what are the secrets to the book of Enoch. Um, the the original series I started, I was trying to read it very literally. Um, and now I'm reading it very esoterically, very much as a mythology and very much with an open mind of uh, what does it mean? What do we take from it? How do we actually... Um, how do we actually decode this really cryptic book uh, that has plenty of controversy around it? Let's just uh, be honest. I get comments every day when I do Enoch videos. Uh, Enoch's not true. Enoch is true. Enoch is the only one. Enoch is Metatron. Enoch is blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like all this stuff, guys. And I really just want to read it with an open mind from the point of view of, hey, I don't know. Um, and I'm definitely not trying to take it literally. Uh, but I'm definitely looking at it as the mythology, as um, an esoteric understanding, and as something that we could all learn from and maybe apply to our everyday life. So what is up, Brandon? How are you doing? Uh, thanks for being here, my friend. Uh, Jason, thanks for being here. Lots of Mythos members here today. Uh, if you guys love what I'm doing and you want to support it and join a community and go deeper into all of these things that we talk about, you can look at the Mythos community. It's only nine bucks a month. I'm super excited how many people are joining literally daily. We have numerous people joining every single day in that group. Um, I will have to shut that group down at a certain number level, like when it gets to be too many. Um, but right now, you, there's plenty of time to join, plenty of room. So jump in there. Uh, you can start going down the rabbit hole with us even more and really just interact with the community. We've got private video library over there, private Facebook group. Um, and then uh, as soon as you sign up, you'll get an email inviting you to the group and then I'll let you in over there. Uh, we do a live stream video call where you can actually come on with me and talk. You don't have to come on video, but you can come on audio. We do that every Saturday. We're going to do one tomorrow. So really, really cool group. And that's how I support and continue doing what I'm doing here. Um, but for today, we're going to finish up uh, book two, which I've been trying to do for a long time. And I, I've noticed that my iPhone over here is on, you know, like 20% battery again. That is the collateral damage of being a content creator, guys. I've been filming videos all day. I did a live stream this morning. I have chargers all around my house, keeping these things charged. Uh, I've got an iPad over here that does stay plugged in. Thank God. But, um, you know, this stuff is, is not cheap to do. It's, uh, you know, you just burn through technology super fast doing stuff like this. So all your support helps so much. Thank you guys. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, with that said, we're going to jump into verse 69 and the book of Enoch. I'm reading from the standard English version. If you want to buy the book of Enoch, I do have it on my website. I get a very, very, very tiny like when you buy the book of Enoch over there, I make about 20 cents. That's about what the swing is on that. So, um, you know, if you do make a larger order of a bunch of the different spiritual books I have on there, then I get a few bucks of that. And I really appreciate it. Um, I'm all about having spiritual books. I have the book of Enoch. I've got a Sefer here. I've got the Holy Bible. I have 
the Bhagavad Gita, the Dhammapada. Uh, I've got Nostradamus over here. I've got the Chronicles of Narnia, which I consider scripture. Uh, just like anything else, it was definitely a download, I think, from C.S. Lewis. Uh, I don't think people put enough time into decoding what's in that. Uh, one of my favorite lines from that that I want to open open up this whole study today with is when Aslan, who is the Christ archetype in that, says uh, the White Witch, who is the Satan archetype in that, or the god of that world, Narnia, um, says to Aslan, she says, uh, you know, I'll invoke the deep magic on you. And he just roars at her and barks at her and says, woman, I was there when the deep magic was pinned. Do not speak to me of such things. And I absolutely love that. Definitely want to reread Narnia. Uh, yes, absolutely. Brandon, um, it's, yeah, it, it's a whole nother level. I need to reread it. I just rewatched the movie. And just within the last six months, I've got a whole new downloads on like what that means. And, and I caught that line about the deep magic and just like phew, just totally understanding it. So pretty wild stuff. So um, that's, again, how I'm reading Enoch here is um, there's several ways you can take Enoch. One is the extraterrestrial route, which I think is a viable route. And I'm just going to throw out all these different routes that you can take extraterrestrial route enoch was taken up by extraterrestrials he was shown secrets of creation secrets of like the cosmos different places uh he was able to travel around earth very very fast number two he was on a straight trip um and seeing all kinds of weird stuff similar to like what you're going to see in the book of revelation with john having his download or his trip or whatever you want to call it or his revelation um so, yeah, and I'm just saying it, guys. You know, you guys are thinking it. You read Revelation, you go, this is trippy. And I'm like, well, let's just say it. Let's just be honest about it. It's weird, guys. It's just super weird. Um, and it's super hard to understand. And and you got to wonder if even he understood it. And so what we're seeing in Enoch is a bunch of different writers. It's called pseudepigrapha, which means it's not written by Enoch. Enoch wasn't writing anything down. I got a pencil today because I like I'm. I'm super ADD and I got to have something in my hands, something to fiddle with all the time. Um, or I do it with a microphone and then I, you know, bump the audio up and down. So, um, you know, Enoch is, we're just going to be finishing this off. So those are the two, you know, extraterrestrial, straight trippy. Um, the third one would be just mythological, uh, straight up just people trying to understand the archetypes of creation and a bunch of the different creation myths and try to make sure that they fit one of their founding fathers, one of their archetypal fathers of the faith, which would be Enoch, um, who, uh, by all intents, Abel, 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 no, don't chew on that. Abel's trying to chew on stuff today. The dogs are in a mood. It's cloudy. Um, so, you know, this, uh, you know, more of a myth mythological point of view of, you know, uh, none of it's literal. It's more of like trying to package the mythological understandings under a father of the faith, which is possible. Again, all of these are possible, I think. Uh, and that's why I choose to read it kind of from all three angles and just discuss the what ifs around it, because I think that the meaning of it is still there. Um, I've never been one to put, you know, a dogma on something and say you have to literally believe this for salvation for understanding for enlightenment for any of that now that's where i differ from a lot of different people and um 
there's my battery warning over there. Sorry, guys, on Facebook. Um, hopefully the battery will last on Facebook here. But I'll try to make this one a little quicker than this morning. So uh, incredibly symbolic and metaphorical. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, definitely prayers for you. Um, lots and lots of uh, hunger going on in the world. Absolutely above faith. Um, I uh, absolutely understand um, and prayers for you. There are tons and tons of local organizations to help with that. Now, if, if everything's working correctly, um, you've got local organizations to help with that. I don't know where in the world you are, but, uh, prayers for you with that. Um, let's see. I used to be agnostic, but I turned to Jesus Christ, uh, Christianity. Um, yeah, absolutely. What's up user 17. How are you doing? Um, and, and that's, if you check out my live stream this morning, it was episode 124. We're on episode 125 of the podcast. Now, if you don't know, and you're new to the podcast, I do faith, spirituality, and the paranormal. I look at all three of those things together because I believe that they're not separate. I think that they all work together. I think that our sciences explore God. God uh, is, you know, within all of our sciences. I think spirituality is more connected to all that than we understand. And faith is the belief in things unseen. And when we found our faith on experience, uh, there's a whole nother level there. So uh, that's really how I approach this. And this is a supernatural podcast. So we definitely kind of detach from this physical reality within this podcast and step outside of our comfort zone. So, uh, curious, have you read the book of knowledge? Uh, the keys of Enoch, uh, have not gotten to that yet. We will be getting to that. Um, right now we're in the second book, uh, book two, book of the parables, chapter three, the third parable. And I'm trying not to sneeze guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I had a sneezing fit right before this went live. So if I sneeze at you, I apologize. Uh, verse 69, and they shall have been clothed with garments of glory and these shall be the garments of life from the Lord of spirits and your garments shall not grow old, nor your glory pass away before the Lord of spirits. Um, the term Lord of spirits is going to mean, uh, basically the authority of the spirits. So we don't necessarily know or have any like proof or understanding that this is tying to the father that Christ is speaking of the Lord of spirits in here could could I'm not saying it is it could be an angelic like a higher angel it could be um you know the order of the spirits it could be uh like the Yahweh type God or it um you know an extraterrestrial type God it could be um one of the archons in Gnosticism it could be um, that there is, um, by the way, user 92, stop spamming or somebody's going to block you, bro. Um, don't, don't fill up my feed with your BS, please. Um, you know, it could be that, that he is talking about the father, the fractal divine father in truth and spirit that, that Christ was talking about. So we don't really know. We don't really know. Um, so, yeah, sorry, guys, I got to block somebody here um, if I can figure out how. Uh, block account. There you go. Bye, user 92. Peace. Uh, guys, it's it's it is rough lately with these the haters online. So 
uh, user 91 seek Christ. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Char uh, uh, Chandler. Um, yeah. So, and I don't know, it could just be bots on here. You never know. But, um, so with that said, um, your garments shall not grow old, nor your glory pass away before the Lord of spirits. Uh, and this is talking about the righteous and the elect. So we we definitely have that imagery here of like the righteous and the elect. We see very similar things in Revelation. Um, we also get like, I think that, you know, this is where this type of theology can, can kind of get to be, I think, personally dangerous. Because when you start to feel like I'm elect, I'm chosen, I'm the chosen whatever, you know, to me, it's all in love. Like Christ isn't going around talking about, you know, what the words of Jesus are not going around talking about like the elect. Uh, that is a very mythological view of it. It's also a very, um, like the, uh, the scribes would have really probably used language like that. Uh, it's also used a lot in, in the Pauline doctrines and that's where, Somebody said earlier that I have a really open mind that I'm willing to not to, to essentially disinclude all the Pauline books, things like Acts, Romans, uh, Acts wasn't necessarily written by Paul, but you know, it's all kind of that same flavor, if you will. Uh, there's so much debate on who, what, who wrote what, if you start looking into that, but, um, but you can kind of see that flavor of setting up that dogma and like, you know, all the hierarchies and stuff. Not that there's not some good things in there, but you, you start to, I think, get away from the message that Jesus spoke. And you have to have a lot of faith to assume that this person writing that book had more experience with Jesus than the words we see. And if those words are so true and so transcendent and so meant for us, then uh, we need to look at what was preserved from the words of Christ and try to build our understanding based on that. Because I think the words of Christ are applicable to Hindu, to Buddhist, to uh, Zoroastrian, to uh, agnostic, to atheist. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not a religious doctrine. It is a universal message of love and enlightenment, uh, personal ascension, and, and really helping others. Um, so, uh, Agape Gal, what's up, my friend? I have not seen you in a while. Welcome. Um, of course, I haven't streamed in the last few afternoons. Uh, the holidays are weird, but, um, so welcome. Um, and yeah, that's what he preached. Absolutely. Agape gal says, uh, so, you know, I think that this is, I think when you read Enoch, you have to understand like, where is this coming from? Is this someone's attempt to package mythologies under a father of the, of a certain faith tradition? Is it straight? just trippy is it um extraterrestrial in nature is it uh metaphorical is it you know what is it is it is it esoteric is this all within self as we can we can even take the gospel of jesus christ and make it very esoteric and it doesn't lose the meaning i don't think now a lot of people would argue with me on that but i think it's the same i think it's even more powerful if you uh just think about it and you try to take any like historical data out of it and just say, this is a story that is happening within me. The Christ energy is within me. Uh, once that carnal nature is sacrificed, I can raise in my new higher self, my higher chakras, connect directly with the Father, and I will go and be with the Father right here. 
while I'm on earth. So, um, you know, and that heaven is here now versus what they were looking for this physical or almost extraterrestrial kingdom of God to come when Christ is saying the kingdom of God is within you. And he, he literally said that over and over. So, uh, we are in our life in heaven. Yeah, absolutely. Chandler. Um, I mean, I think that like how we're existing now is like, I don't, (laughs) I believe that, yeah, there's a next level and we're going to get like glorified in another level of existence. Uh, but I think that we're, we're really in the, the phase of breaking the reincarnation cycle where we learn lessons. We don't have to come back and repeat them. We might be able to choose to come back and enter the matrix as uh, a light worker or an enlightener or whatever. Um, I can't tell you if I did. I can't tell you if I'm still uh, in my cycle of coming back and learning. I don't know. I certainly feel like that because I've learned some really hard lessons this last year. Um, But with that said, you have to make the decision. As we go into the next book in the Book of Enoch, is so weird. Uh, you you got to have an open mind and you've got to decide how you want to read it. And I implore everyone to try to read it with all of those possibilities in mind. How do you do that? How do you do that and still discern truth? Uh, truth is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Truth is in light, uh, both literally and metaphorically. You go out in the sun, you meditate in the sun, and you're going to have downloads. You're going to have enlightenment. Uh, you're going to have things within you where you can call out your own BS. Like you don't need someone else to do it for you at that point. Like um, it, it's all of this stuff. Like I think you can, you can take a lot of different meanings from it a lot of different ways. And it's going to be a living understanding because rather than turning it into dogma, you're going to have different downloads and different ideas on that in different seasons of your life. And I think that's where the truth of Christ comes in. Again, for any faith tradition, I just think the idea that anyone needs to convert to a Christian Christianity Christianity um, is is really goofy. Like if, if you really understand the message of Christ, I think um, I practice things from Buddhism and Hinduism that I think have helped me understand the message of Christ a heck of a lot deeper than I've understood it in the the modern churchianity doctrines. So. I'll get off my soapbox with that, but, but I I hope you guys understand this is an all inclusive community. Um, like literally, I don't care who you're married to, like guy, girl in between. I don't care. Like you're here seeking truth, live your truth, love people deeply, be alive, be like, be that energy of Christ. And I just don't, (laughs) I don't want to change anybody. and, And I don't, I don't think, I think Christ wants to transform you, not change you. And I think that that's a big difference that we all need to understand. Melissa Lee says, yes, absolutely. Huge fan of Jesus the Christ. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, Let's see. uh, Chandler says, created my own black hole religion and it's working pretty great for me. Hey, there you go, man. Absolutely. Uh, I'm big into the quantum stuff, big into it. I think consciousness is totally tied to that. I think Christ, the light that he speaks of is within that quantum realm, within the building blocks of everything that we perceive in the physical construct, the truth underneath all of that is the Christ energy that allows us to even exist, that our spirit can even be animated within. Uh, It's deep, deep stuff. Chandler says, yes, sir, absolutely. So, um, man, you know, we just package this. I don't know, man. It's like taking a, a bar of gold 
and packaging it in like a candy bar wrapper. And like, that's what we've done with all of these spiritual understandings and put them in the, the, the confines of doctrine and dogma and, uh, let that one sink in. So verse 70 in those days, shall the mighty and the Kings who possess the earth implore to grant them a little respite, uh, or respite would be the modern word for that, uh, from his angels and of punishment to whom they were delivered. And they might fall down and worship before the Lord of spirits and confess their sins before him. And they shall bless, verse 71, they shall bless and glorify the Lord of spirits and say, Blessed is the Lord of spirits and the Lord of kings and the Lord of the mighty and the Lord of the rich and the Lord of glory and the Lord of wisdom. And splendid in every secret thing is thy power. Hush, Abel. And splendid in every secret thing. This is what I love about this book. All the secret things. Uh, thy power from generation to generation and thy glory forever and ever. Okay, so, uh, I mean, even here we're talking about the Lord of Spirits. Is the Lord of the rich too. The Lord of glory. The Lord of the mighty. Um, again, I can't tell you who this Lord is. But obviously there is some something going on. Someone's understanding someone's mythology someone's epic experience here uh that's being recounted 73 and they shall say what that we had rest glorify and give thanks and confess our faith before his glory and now we long for a little rest but find it not we follow hard upon and obtain not and light has vanished from before us. There's the word light. And darkness is our dwelling place forever and ever. For we have not believed before him nor glorified the name of the Lord of Spirits. But our hope was in the scepter of our kingdom and in our own glory. And in the day of our suffering and tribulation, he saves us not. And we find no respite for confession that our Lord is true in all his works and in his judgments, and his justice, and his judgments have no respect of persons. What does that mean? What does it all mean? I can't tell you what it means, but you guys see where we're getting very apocalyptic with the literature here, very much about the judgments. Is this the judgment of the flesh? Is this the judgment of the fallen angels? Is this the judgment of uh, sinful natures? Like, I, I don't know. Again, you can read this, and I can pretty much bet that you won't know either but uh, because it's just been so removed from our biblical canons and really even any of our religious traditions Enoch is such a standalone thing and I will say the reason I called this the keys of Enoch the book of Enoch was the thing that unlocked me okay when I was in college and I'm doing all the stuff and uh, you know I was very much uh, into the mind expanding things in college, as you might have guessed. Um, it's been years and years ago now. Um, now this is all me. This is that, you know, the, I don't, I'm not into that stuff anymore. But, um, with that said, I read the book of Enoch at that time because I remember my buddies, like we would talk about it. And I remember one of my buddies named Matt, he had a house right across from the highway. We would always have parties on and Friday nights over there, Friday and Saturdays. And I remember, you know, even on Saturdays, I was like trying to get up and go to church in the morning, even as a college guy alone, we're just partying over there and we're talking and 
watching the cars go by and we were, and I would always end up in conversations with this guy, Matt and, and some of his, the other people there. And, um, God, I keep getting phone calls. I'm going to have to figure out how to turn my notifications off completely. I have do not disturb on, but, um, and we would talk about book of Enoch, you know, he's like, have you heard of this Enoch? Like, dude, there's this book, there's this book, you know, how college guys are, dude, have you heard the book? Like, and we're a bunch of nineties kids. So from a small town. So, uh, and you know, we're hearing about this Enoch and dude, he was taken up by aliens. No, he was tripping. No, he was this, no God, blah, blah, blah. You know? And so again, I can't, I still can't tell you, I still don't get Enoch. So if you're here for the secrets of Enoch, for me to tell you, I'm not going to tell you because I don't know. I don't know, but I'm telling you that reading it will change you. That's all I know. It'll change you. It opens up your mind. It's like a whole nother level. And you definitely understand that there's more within the biblical context than you've been told. Then we understand not conspiratorial, just, just saying it is because this is some weird stuff and you can easily see how church founding fathers would not want this in the Bible. Uh, reading it is a portal says agape gal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you guys notice the background I have, I'm working on a new shirt. That's going to have some of these mystical places, these energy vortexes on them. Cause I really want you guys to anchor to that and understand that, you know, we're not worshiping elements or anything, but these elements have energies within them. They are spiritual. Okay. Like they have energy vortexes in these places. This is the grand Canyon here. So I'm working on a bunch of yoga shirts for you guys. And for me too, cause I want this one. This is the, the vortex of the water. This is the water running through the grand Canyon, but rather than water, it, it transforms into energy here. What's up, Kathy? How are you doing? My friend? Um, gosh, I am getting more phone calls today from people. Um, I'm telling you, I have do not disturb on and still, it just keeps going. Um, so with that said, again, I'm working on some sh shirts, uh, my t-shirt shop right now, I'm doing free shipping just cause I can't guarantee it'll be there by Christmas. So if you do order anything, I'll have some of these shirts in there by the weekend. Um, you can go check that out cause I just want to remind everyone and I want you to remember like when I do, uh, yoga, I try to remember like, what am I doing it for? And, and so I've got a shirt that has the, the Christ prayer portal on it. And it's one of my favorite ones. It's the first shirt I designed when I started doing this and, and fundraising for our our uh, mission here, you know. We're not nonprofit, by the way. Uh, and it's not like that at all. But I knew I wanted to have a line of apparel attached to this to help the whole community, whether you're in the, the monthly membership community or not. I know you guys, you're trying the yoga and the meditation and the hiking and biking and all that stuff. And I wanted to make sure I had stuff like that that's like totally different than what you get elsewhere. And I just love these images here because that water is so powerful. And again, I'm not talking about the elements, like the physical elements. Think about the energy behind them. That's why I'm transforming all these physical elements back into the energy that is even vibrating them to that physical construct that we experience within the matrix. So deep stuff there. You'll understand more when you get into Enoch. You'll understand more. Uh, when you get into my other teachings on my YouTube channel, so you can go check all of those out. Um, share with a friend. Like if you've got an open-minded friend, let's get this out there. We've been growing like crazy lately, but I just want to keep that going. Let's bring more good people into this because there's a lot of people that have been hurt, that have been uh, lost completely by these religious constructs that we have, specifically the churchianity um, 
that we have here in the West. And I just really want to make sure that we get people in this community that, that, you know, you have these ideas and thoughts and you need a place to share them, understand what they mean biblically, understand how it fits together with like a sound spiritual mind, not just a woo woo spiritual mind, but a sound spiritual mind that's, that's founded on the bedrock of love uh, and really the teachings of the universal Christ. So that's that's a big part of what I do here. Um, and we talk a lot about aliens, too. I love that. So um, as we get into this, deep are thy secrets and innumerable, and thy righteousness is beyond reckoning. We have now learnt that we should glorify and bless the Lord of kings and him who is king over all kings. And they shall say, would that we had rest to glorify and give thanks and confess our faith before his glory. We long for a little rest and find it not. Light has vanished from before us. I'm rereading that because I think that that's important. I don't know why, but like light has vanished from before us. Like they're basically realizing like this is the secret we should worship. We should glorify him. And so, and that's one of the things I talk about here is like, I'm not, I'm not looking at an alien God. Like some of these texts I think clearly talk about. But I'm looking at the spirit God that Christ spoke of and like, how do I glorify him? How do I, you know, him, it, they, universe, source, whatever, like, like gratitude, gratitude. It's not grat. It's not like, thank you, self. When I talk about higher self, I'm talking about the part of me that's connected to that, that can project gratitude directly to that source. And I think that's really important. And I think if there is one secret we're getting in this, in this chapter, because this is a weird, weird chapter it's that there's a spirit behind every element and those spirits or what we would call in modern science those energies the things that are vibrating them at a certain wavelength are are all around us and and not only can we tap into those but we need to understand that like everything's working together and even this water is holy and sacred we're not worshiping the water but yeah we can tap into that energy and we can continue to stay connected through our love through the frequency of Christ, our Christ consciousness directly to the Father who is in truth and spirit, who is not of this world, yet he's in all things because he's the energy behind all of it, the light behind all of it. That's what the Logos, the Christ, the Son of God is within all things in creation. And so it's just a flip in the understanding. Like what's the difference between someone who's just new age and someone who's deeply spiritual? New Age is like you look at the water and you go, the water is holy, bless me water. You know, when you're truly spiritual, you look at the water and you go, that water is is an energetic reflection of a divine truth. And And as I get in the water or interact with it or play in it or whatever, and I project gratitude to the Father, all of these energies around me are only magnifying what's already coming from the kingdom of God within me to the Father. And I th- I think that's a deeper a deeper understanding of it. Uh, yeah, that's true. Depends on how pure the water. And I'm talking about, I mean, this Grand Canyon water, you know, it is clear and beautiful. And uh, I mean, of course, it can get silt in some places, but, you know, you can tell when water's good. You can tell. Um, and so, I don't know. I think there's something deep there. Uh, 74, for we have not believed before him and i'm about to lose battery over here i may have to split this up and finish this chat yeah i'm going to let me finish 74 we'll pick up in 75 tomorrow um 
For we have not believed before him nor glorified the name of the Lord of Spirits, but our hope was in the scepter of our kingdom and in our own glory. So what is a scepter? You know, it's 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 almost like a, I mean, you know what a scepter is. It's like a, our hope basically is in our own, in the strength of our own kingdom, in the in the the provision of our own kingdom, not the kingdom of God, but our own worldly kingdom. Um, we can restore the waters to their divine original blueprint. Print intentions are everything. Believe we will receive. Yes, absolutely. Avatar 2 is coming out. Can't wait to be speaking of water. Absolutely, dude. Jason, what's up, man? Uh, dude, yeah, Avatar 2, The Secrets of Water, or whatever it's called, something like that. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, all these new movies and stuff coming out, uh, they may be, you know, I think one of the worst things we can do is we just think that, oh, Hollywood's just all blah, 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 and it's all secret, whatever, between the... Okay, whatever. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But what I do know is the divine matrix is always sending messages through the physical matrix. Those with eyes to see and ears to hear. I love you guys. I'm going to go before this phone drops off on the signal and I'll lose the live stream. So, uh, yeah, you can set intentions on water, crystals, etc. It's all about energy. Absolutely. They're all little computers. We just program them uh, to do what we tell them. Yeah, you're the ultimate spiritual intelligence. So, uh, and you're connected to the ultimate, ultimate spiritual intelligence. So don't forget that. Angel Appleseed, love you, man. Yes, thank you very much. Um, Soul Cannon, that's a great question. I'll try to answer that on the next one of these. Uh, he asks, is it true that Anunnaki really had the intention of extracting gold from our planet? That's definitely a big theory, and it's definitely been talked about for thousands of years. I can't tell you that, but I definitely think that these extraterrestrial gods we see in a lot of ancient scriptures, a lot of ancient understandings, uh, I think they were here to farm humanity and use them as as their little you know guinea pigs or whatever. Uh, even you look at all these sacrifices of old, as as Joshua and I are talking about on our Wednesday nights. You know, it's all there, man. Like, uh, you know, are we going to serve? those are we going to serve the true one and that's that's the one that's the one i serve so i love you guys y'all have a beautiful afternoon thank you for the support hit up my website at www.cubcooker.com c-u-b-k-u-k-e-r.com also stan s-t-a-n dot store slash cub cooker c-u-b-k-u-k-e-r those are the only two urls that i have so don't don't go to any other URL. There's lots of people pretending, like even using my profile picture and my videos, asking people for whatever. Don't fall for it. Only go to www.cubcooker.com, which is spelled exactly like my username here, or uh, stand.store slash cubcooker. That's the actual URL, but I just have cubcooker.com forwarding to it, so that's an easy one to remember. Um, but thank you guys for your support. I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, you're the real deal, mate. Have a good one. Chandler, thank you for being here, man. Don't forget to follow. I'm on all platforms. And like I said, cubcooker.com, all my socials are at the top. So you can do like the Facebook, the YouTube, uh, the, uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on, uh, Apple, Spotify, all the things there. So you can go grab all of that. This is all sent out to the audio podcast as well. If you don't know, 
I do have the audio podcast, so you can listen in your car. You don't have to be sitting at home on a live stream on TikTok or Facebook or anywhere. You can actually listen in your car and catch me twice a day, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday. Then again, um, I've got a Saturday live stream and a Sunday morning live stream. The Saturday live stream is a private live stream for the Mythos community. So if you want to join that one, you can actually come on live with me in the Facebook group, which is really cool. So y'all go check it out. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful afternoon, and I'm going to go charge my phone. Peace.